said, because he said, I'm telling you. I'm speaking to you. Now, it seems a very important command of God from God through the word of God, which is Jesus Christ. And so this is a command uh, from God through God to us to hear, just hear his commands and, and, and hear what he's trying to teach us. And, and so, you know, the last command we dealt with dealt with fear and and, and again, uh, don't worry about the time. I won't keep you long today. But the, the last command dealt with the fear of man. God has a solution to every fear because God is greater than every adversity. And so that's what we dealt with last week. And, and of course, uh, all these things end up tying together. And I'm not going to be able to, to do that real well this morning because of time. But for many years, I've written in, in, in young people's Bibles. You know, they'll ask me to sign Bibles and and I don't travel as much as I used to, and they don't ask as much as they used to. Uh, but used to, they'd line up, and you know, kids would you know want you to sign their Bible, and I, and I, and sometimes they'll come up and ask me to sign their Bible, and I'll open it up, and my name's already in there, and I'll just kind of act like I'm doing something and say, "There you go." And uh, but I would write when they would say, "Do you want me to?" You know, they would say, "Write something else," and and uh, and when I you know maybe sometimes write sign our little. Uh, books that we'd write, I would say this same thing every time. I would say, life has many questions. The Bible has every answer. Now Jesus gives us a command that will change our very lives. And and maybe the most powerful command that he's going to give us in all this whole series of commands. He just said, listen, I'm telling you all these things. Are you going to hear me? Are you going to listen to me? He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. The, the word hear here has a meaning of not just hearing, but heeding what he says. This re, and again, this reminds me of our human fathers who have gone on before us or for those that still live with us. The command that preceded this command, like I said, was to fear. Uh, uh, fear not those that would try to hurt us or harm us or kill us. Why? Because God is with us and because all power is with us all way. But also why? Because God, in the, in the word of God, uh, he, he guides us and directs us and teaches us and leads us and protects us through his word, but only if we will heed his word. But he also gave us human fathers. Fathers who also he gave us to guide us and direct us and teach us and lead us and protect us and direct us to our heavenly father. You know, everything is we as fathers, we ought to be teaching our children. Yes, we ought to be teaching them character and, and discipline and integrity. I, I was at the college for many years, and, and, and there one, one time I went through for uh, many, many uh, weeks and almost months where uh, I was in my office getting ready to preach in a college chapel, and I realized I couldn't, I couldn't uh, just fix my mind on a service that really preached Jesus. You know, we've been preaching on character and discipline and integrity and, and, and everything imaginable. And God, and I had mine all planned out, but the Lord just kept saying in my heart, what about Jesus? And I went in and preached that message that morning with, with no notes. I just preached, don't forget Jesus. And, you know, that's what God's saying. You know, uh, it's so much that we as fathers can teach our children. The most important thing is teach them about Jesus. Just as the Father pleads with us 
in this command given by his son to hear his words, to hear his truth, to hear his commands, hear his instructions, hear his rebuke, hear his correction, hear his reproof. If we will not hear him, listen to this, please. This is, this is what I got from my daddy. If, if I don't listen to him, he can't teach me anything. And if I don't listen to my heavenly father, he can't teach me anything. And folks, this is, this is really the root uh, is so many times in all of our lives is that we, we get to a point where we feel like we've got it all, we know it all, and let me tell you, God can't teach us if we won't listen. You see, if we don't listen, if we don't let him direct us, correct us, or protect us, we will suffer and die according to the consequences of our own decisions and our own wisdom, in reality, our own lack thereof. And it'll never be better illustrated than if you go to Proverbs. Look at Proverbs chapter 1, verse 23. This is where God makes it so abundantly clear. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 23 says, Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. You, you hear what he's saying? He said, I'm going I'm to tell you. But watch what he says. And this is, forgive me, but in my mind, one of my great regrets of my teenage years is hearing these words, but they were different words. Because I have called and ye refused. I've stretched out my hand and no man regarded and would not, but you have said it not all my counsel and would none of my reproof. You know what he's saying? He's saying you wouldn't listen. Look what he says. He says, I also will mock at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation and destruction cometh as a whirlwind. When distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall you call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but I, they shall not find me. For that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. And why? Therefore they shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. You're going to get your own results when you refuse what God says. And, and God says, he says, he, I called upon you, uh, and, and you, and you wouldn't answer me. He said, now you're going to call upon me, and I'm not going to answer you. He said, you wouldn't listen to me. I'm not going to listen to you. And that's a bad place to be. It's a bad place to be, and it's a terrible illustration. I hate to even get it, but I was probably 14 years old, and, and it played in a ball game, and I came home, and, and, and I was sitting at the table, and my, and my dad was, was talking about the game and talking about things, and he started to, uh, to tell me, and, 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 and one more time he told me to lay off that high pitch and, because you know I can't hit it, and, and, and I just... I started arguing again with him. I started arguing again because because I just couldn't I couldn't accept it. I couldn't accept the fact that the, the correction I couldn't have it. And and my dad I can still look at it and see in my mind as he threw up his arms and said, "Son, there's no need to talk to you. You know too much." Well, let me just tell you, I'm going to keep on striking out on that high pitch because it's my own way. And can I tell you today, 
I couldn't hit a high pitch. All I had to do was listen to him. All I had to do was lay off of it. You see, that's what God's doing with us on a daily basis. And it's so frustrating. Can you imagine if you could visualize God, how many times he's thrown up his arms and said, my son, it's no need to talk to you. You know too much. That's the problem with our world today is that, look, we make all of our decisions. We go our own way because we won't hear what he says to us through our pride, through our rebellion, through just we don't even see it that way. We just say, well, I just think this is right. And, you know, folks, uh, let me just tell you something. It doesn't matter what you think. It's what he says. And so we have to get to the point where we look at it and say, I don't have to agree with it. I don't have to understand it. I just have to do it. I have to obey. But what happens is, is we go our own way and we make our own decisions. And here's what our world's doing today. Then when it turns out just as bad as God said it would be, you know who we blame? We blame him. Why'd God let this happen to me? Why'd God make this? Why God? Why God? Let's say it wasn't God. God told us and we didn't obey. In this life, we have been given fathers who so often spend their lives saying this to us. Let him that hath an ear, let him hear. Now, I know that's for Father's Day. That's a little bit harsh. But... I'm going to give you a couple of illustrations here, maybe shift gears a little bit. But I, I contacted a, f- a few people, and I said to them, I said, tell me something that your daddy taught you that you didn't really grasp at first. And I, I got this uh, from Melinda, And she said, um, of course, her daddy went to heaven just a little over a year ago. She said, he said, find a job and do it right, and you won't have to do it again. And she said, I just didn't understand what he meant. Find a job. Why don't you just tell me what the job is? And she said, I didn't understand that he was saying, basically, had the initiative to look for something without being told to do it. And can I tell you, one of the things I teach at every camp I go to with young people, young men, I, I preach to them that, you know, look, if you have initiative, if you'll work hard and you have initiative to look for a job, look for something to do, you'll never want for a job. But she also said, uh, and I love this one, she said, whenever, whenever she was about to complete something, and I love this, whenever she was about to complete something, he would say, good job, what's next? And she would think, what do you mean, what's next? I'm done. She said, but as time went by, she realized you're never done. You got, what are you doing for God next? What's next on the agenda to accomplish for God? I wrote Kim and Kim Hopper, I mean, well, Kim Don. Uh, oh, good. I just, Dunlap. Sorry, Cam. They're out of town, I'm sure, watching this. The, uh, she, she wrote me back and she said, thank you for making me cry. 
you know. And I said, well, you need to. The, uh, <laughs> but she said, Dad taught me everyone needs respect. She says she agreed. She said, I, you know, I said, okay, that's fine. Everybody needs respect. She said, I agreed with that until there was somebody that came along that hurt my dad. And she said, then all of a sudden, I didn't agree that everybody needed respect. She said, but I watched him, even though they hurt him, be kind to them and treat them with respect. She said, it was a long time before I understood the truth behind that. She said, what's the truth? That's what Jesus would do. That's Christianity. But she said, he also said, hurt people hurt people. And boy, what a true statement. But he added on to that, you never really know what someone might be going through in life. And can I tell you, folks, that's the real clincher there. We know, you know, there's books written, hurt people hurt people. But, but when you really get down to the nitty-gritty, when you can look at somebody and say, I don't really know what they're going through right now. You say, I can't believe what they said to me. Do you know what they're going through right now? Now, it doesn't condone us to have a bad day, but can I tell you sometimes? Okay, Belle, I'm going to use you again. Belle always smiles at me. She's always sweet to me. She, they had a big crowd on the bus today. And she came out, and she came through the door, and I said, Belle, you okay? And she said, yes, and she kept walking. And I said, now, wait a minute, come back here. I got to have that smile. What's going on here? And when I finally got her trapped, she said, the bus today. I said, oh, good. You know, you could just look and say, oh, well, you know, Belle's mad about this, or she's got a bad at." No, she just got up and went after a bunch of kids. How are you doing? McKim says she really never understood, and she, and this was such an important thing, she really un never understood thinking about other people and what they're going through until, this is deep, until she was the one who was hurting someone. Until she was the one who was hurting someone and hurting her daddy but yet her daddy loved her. And she said, I believe his impact on my life and the way he loved me when I didn't deserve it is the reason that I'm giving my life to helping hurting people. So I'm just going to say, like from the video, dad's, Keep teaching, keep loving, stay patient. Your words and your life are making a difference. You know, we think sometimes that they're not listening, nobody's listening. Well, if you ever really want to understand what that means, become a preacher. <laughs> but just keep on. Because the truth is, they're listening.
to all of us, whether your dad is gone or still present, we need to decide, listen, to have ears to hear, even if it doesn't make sense to us now, but one day we will begin to understand. One day we will understand their wisdom. You see, when God says have ears to hear, what he's saying is if you will hear, then that enables your mind to remember. You see, if you never hear it, you can never remember it. But if you have ears to hear, then you can remember. And that's what God is doing. He's saying to us, please hear me. Listen to me. Listen to my commands. Listen to what I'm teaching you. Listen how, uh, you know, God so much, even in Proverbs 1, we just read what he's really trying to do. He's not trying to, to teach a, a form of condemnation. He's trying to protect us. He's saying, if you will just listen to me, turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. That's an incredible promise. He said, if you just listen to me. To each of us, hear the words of our Heavenly Father. Even if you do not understand right now, hear his words and one day it will become clear. As a, as a kid, and my brother here, he, he probably heard the same things, but, but I was one of those weird, unique kids. I, I was always listening to mom and dad when they were talking about finances, and, you know, and I'd get all worried, are we, are we you know, going to be without food? We're going to be without what? You know, we never were, but, but I was always worried because they were worried. But I was also, you know, one that always, I was always observing, you know, and I'd go over to my uncle's house and my cousin's house, and they had a swimming pool, and they had dirt bikes, and they had trampoline, and they had every kind of toy you can imagine, and, and I'd come back to our house, and we had cows, <laughs> and a barn, and hay, and gardens, and I went to dad one time, and I said, dad, how come we're so poor and they're so rich you'll do the same thing you do the same work you work together and I'm not going to say what my dad told me but the um, <laughs> but the fact is is that dad very quickly he looked at me and he said son uh, well he said two things he said son first of all uh, they don't have more than we do they just have more bills and, and he said he said but number two son we are rich and I said, what do you mean we are rich? We don't have a swimming pool. I don't have a dirt bike. I don't have all this. I don't have a, you know, all way back. They already had TVs in their room before they even had VCRs and all that. They, they had, uh, they had, uh, and I, I said, we don't have all that stuff. And I don't have a car and I don't have, and my dad looked at me and, and, and with every bit of intensity in his voice, but kindness, he looked at me and he said, son, we are rich because we have love. He said, our family loves each other. And we're rich. Well, I'll be honest, I didn't understand. I really didn't. I didn't understand until I got married that we were rich because we had food on the table all the time. Because growing up, 
Six days a week, we had all-you-can-eat buffet on, on pork chops and beef and everything you can imagine. We ate like kings. I didn't know that until I got married and had to buy that stinking stuff. We were married a few months, and I looked at my wife, and I said, how come we don't have ever, we don't have any meat? I want some meat. And she said, because you don't give me any money. <laughs> and I thought, my dad and mom didn't need any money. They didn't have any money. They didn't because, I, listen, I'm telling you, we had two big freezers in the house, and one of them got half empty. Something on the farm got nervous because <laughs> it's going to get knocked in the head. Dad was determined, we're going to have food on the table, and a lot of it. I didn't know how rich we were. But this week, one more time, as I gathered together with my brothers through most of this week to help our brother, who fell off a roof to, to work for days to clean up and, and heat to the point you felt like you are going to pass out to do what he could not do and get it done. I'll be honest with you. I enjoyed a wonderful feeling and realization once more that our relationship was more incredible than any possession a man could have. My brother Alex, that we finished everything up on Friday, because he's selling the piece of property of six acres and everything on there is four buildings and all this stuff had to be cleaned out and cleared off before he could sign the papers and he fell off a roof trying to do it and he can't do anything. And he called me, he just kept saying, Thank you. I don't know how to thank you guys. I said, man, you don't have to. And I told him, I, I know without a shadow of a doubt, if, if I was laid up, you'd come help me. Because that's who we are. That's what family is. And that's what dad taught us. He taught us. So let's appreciate what we have while we have it. And let's pass on what we've learned and let's remember those that have gone on before us. And this most of all, let's, let, let's have ears to hear today. If we had just listened, we'd save ourselves so much heartache and grief. So many destroyed their physical lives as well as their eternal lives simply because they will not hear. Because we are, as daddies have told us for a long time, we're hard-headed. We're just hard-headed. Son, you're so blasted, hard-headed. Now, nobody else may have ever heard that, but I heard it enough time to make up for everybody else. And here's what God says in one more admonition. He says, wisdom crieth without. 
She uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gates. In the city she uttereth her words. So everywhere, God's crying out to us and trying to talk to us and trying to tell us and trying to warn us and trying to guide us. And sadly, here's what he feels like about us, his children. He says, how long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Boy, that's a terrible thing that God has to feel that way about his children. Now, it's not everybody. And it's not all the time for anybody, I don't think. But you know, if whatever God has been speaking to you about, at what point are you going to start listening? Will you listen before you have to pay a price? Or will you have to pay that price and then come back and look and say, I wish I'd listened? What about eternity? Even in this room right now, still, there's somebody in here that you're still holding on, still holding on to the fact that somehow, some way, you've got to help yourself go to heaven. Somehow, some way, you just can't see it, can't hear it, that God would give you the gift of eternal life. You just can't, can't accept that. I'm going to just tell you, he said, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord and no other way. No other way. Thank you for your patience. Father, I pray that you bless this morning. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would be with us. Father, I pray that we as... People that some have lost daddies to heaven. That's a bad term, I guess. Our, they're not lost. Our, our daddies have gone on before us and they're waiting on us. They're, they're waiting to stroll about heaven with us. Some, we have our daddies here with us. Father, I pray that you please... Help us to first listen to you, our Heavenly Father. And then, Father, listen to the Father that you've given us and hear the wisdom and understand. Lord, protect us. And Lord, if there's one here that does not know for sure if they go to heaven, if there's one here that has some doubt about their eternity, that they're not sure if they died right now that they would be in heaven. Father, if that one is a daddy, Lord, that he would see right now that it's so very important as a daddy that he lead the way to salvation for his children by believing, by opening his own ears to the truth.
Father, if that's anyone in here, please help us. Heads bowed and eyes closed. I just want to ask you if God's spoken to your heart about salvation and say, I don't know for sure if I die to go to heaven, would you? And you would like for somebody to pray with you, maybe talk to you. Would you raise your hand for me and say, that's me. I don't know for sure if I die to go to heaven. I think so, I hope so, but I don't know for sure. If there's a way I can know, I'd like to know. Anybody in here? Then I'd like to ask you this. Would you take a moment this morning as we pray and think back what your daddy has taught you or what your daddy is trying to teach you? Would you say to God, open my ears. Let me hear so that I can learn, so that I can grow, so I can understand. Let's all stand. We'll just have a brief moment of invitation. If she plays, if you'd like to use the altar this morning. And God, open my ears. Said he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. And you think we all got ears, but no, he's saying spiritually, will you have spiritual ears to hear what the Spirit saith to the churches? Thank you for coming again tonight. We're going to start the uh, Vacation Bible School at 6 o'clock. Those who are helping, I think, need to be here around 530. Um, then the, um, if you're coming for the service, it's uh, probably, if you want to get here about 630, from 630 to 730, uh, probably be the best time if you want to be there for the preaching. You come enjoy the whole Vacation Bible School over in the other building. You know, folks, uh, it's not just daddy's. It's not, it's just hearing and being willing to humble yourself and listen. You know, I go back in my life and it, probably anybody that's that my age or even close to it, you, you go back and you think, you know, there's so many things that I could have done a lot better, but I was just too blasted hard-headed at the time. My football coach in high school tried for four years to make a linebacker out of me. But because in my freshman year, I intercepted a few passes as a cornerback, I was determined I had to be a cornerback. Plus, from the cornerback position, I could run faster to hit people harder because I could get a run up, you know. The last week of senior year, I jumped in to play linebacker. And all I remember is that I was making tackles right and left 
and he walked up to me and he said, try to tell you, four years I've tried to tell you. And I think I'd been a totally different player if I just listened to the coach. But I was so determined I was right. You know, folks, get counsel, get wisdom. If we already know everything, we're really in pretty sad shape. We really are. We need to be learning all the time. Well, Brother Allen, you close us in prayer. Let's pray and we'll be dismissed. Lord, thank you for again for this uh, time that uh, the families come together. Lord, thank you for that. Lord, thank you for our visitors that you sent our way today. Lord, thank you for your word. Lord, thank you for speaking to my heart. Now, Lord, we ask you to go with us now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.